welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Yeah, so have you been anyway? Yeah, all been good. Um, I've been so, so busy. Like, I mean, crazy busy. So finally finished up all my assessments. Yeah. Uh, last night, got them finished. So nice. free now. So is that, um, so where, where are you at at the moment with your, your studying? Yeah, so we just had a few assignments to hand in for January. So as part of our course, just had a few, hand a few assignments in and took longer than expected. So they mm. sort of ran through Christmas and now ran into this sort of week. They're not due until, the last one isn't due until Thursday. Mm. But I just want to get it done out of the way for this weekend because we have a few plans this weekend and then roll away again next weekend. So Okay, where are you off to? We're only off to Liverpool. So All right. Just, yeah, one of my girlfriend's best friends, she's heading away to Australia. So we're just going up there for a bit of a night out. And, nice, mate. You know, I like Liverpool. Happens. I mean, I, I was I was out there in my much younger days, that's for sure. Probably a good, maybe like eight years ago. But I had a wicked time out. Like it, the yeah, nightlife is it. is immense. Yeah, probably a lot cheaper than Central as well. <laughs> definitely, definitely be a lot cheaper. Yeah, I so know. I'm sure you'll have a you'll have a good crack there. You getting the train yeah. up? Yeah. No, we're just going to drive up. The train drive. is what seventy eight pound each. Yes, so yes, ridiculous. Yeah, 160 quid and my car if i put 40 quid of fuel in it and 20 pound parking it'll get us up and down there you go yeah it's the other day rail price we, we, we grad will be eating away at me but yeah <laughs> we grad Thunberg, she'll be eating away at me but <laughs> your rail price are mental because yeah. i i am um, yeah in, i was supposed to go up to this was a couple of months ago i was supposed to go up to manchester well i did i was looking at a train just just out because i couldn't be asked to drive i was quite tired and yeah. the trains were, yeah, like 125 quid. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's nowhere near what I'm going to be doing in petrol, in fuel, know. you know. So, yeah. No way. Yeah, man. And, and at the same time as well, you know, the train we were looking at getting, it has two stops. So you have to get on twice, off and on twice. Oh, so that. I think it takes three and a half hours. And to drive up, it takes three and a half hours. So, so that, there's mate, no mate, advantage. We're traders. We don't fucking do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I just want to get up and get back. So I says, Fuck it, I'll drive. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind driving either. So it's all good. Yeah, no, same. It's, it's, driving's nice. It, I, I find it, you know, really clears your head. Yeah, you know, it does. It gives you time to think. Um, yeah. yeah, especially I, like on a nice open road on the motorway. Just, yeah, it just clears your head. It does, you know? for sure. But, so, hey, let's, let's jump into this week because I've had an absolute blinder you know, yeah. um, for me, really have smashed it. Thanks to, obviously, this dollar weakness, this downside, um, which, um, you know, I've still been, I've, I've just been looking for, you know, I've been looking for, you're, obviously, Dixie now breaking 103, yeah. and it's just made the way for a decent run there for all, you know, all the dollar pairs, you know, um, which has been, which has been absolutely beautiful. And I think, um, yeah, obviously, this comes down to now, Markets really gearing up for a less aggressive FOMC after, yep. you know, the CPI, obviously it's all in line, but it's still lower, it's still cooled decently yep. from, you know, in comparison to the previous. So, um, 7.1 to 6.5, big jump, you know, exactly. it's a big Re jump. really big jump. So I think now see markets are gearing up for 50 basis points in February, are they? 25. Oh, 25. Yeah. Oh, 25. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. 96 percent probability for 25 so it's bloody up there you go so and and they're expecting as well markets are expecting even a cut to potentially come this year aren't they now markets are pricing it in but the the fed aren't you know the yeah. fed keep the fed keeps saying we're not going to cut rates and the market's pricing that in so 
I potentially I, think that that's already priced into markets that they're going to cut yeah. so when they don't cut, you know. Well, I, I'll tell you something, you know, the, the FOMC over the years have historically been bullied by the markets into doing shit that they don't want to do. So, yeah. you know, I've seen it so many times when the markets want something, most of the time they're getting it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of the markets. You know, the FOMC just has to bow down and be like, okay, fuck it. It's got to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we exactly. don't upset you. So, so, um, so yeah, mate. It's, I, things play. Yeah. I'm, I've had a solid, I've had a solid January. I like right now I'm, I'm sitting up 8%. Brilliant. Um, and you know, I've still got a couple of positions running after yeah. that. I think I will just give it, you know, lay off because moves have been very one directional. When, when we sometimes see that I get a little bit suspicious of not just the markets, but myself as well, getting too carried away. So it's just like, yeah. do you know what? That's a good month. Let me just uh, sit on my hands now. Yeah, so exactly. Plays out. Yeah. Because it, you know, and, and at some stage it is just going to pull back, you know, as, as any market does. And then whenever you start to get in the wrong side of that, then you start counter trading and next thing you start revenge trading. And then before you know it, that 8% that you're up, you've just lost it. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. You turn, a, you turn a good month into, you know, pretty much a shit month. That's it. That's As you it. say, I think you put a post out on the app, didn't you? Saying, you know, whenever you just take profits, whenever you can take them, you know. That's, that's it, you know, because I know obviously it's easy. Obviously the dollar's been very one directional. Like today we're still down, you know. We breached we breached 102 actually. The lows today, I think uh, I'm just going to get it up here. I think we breached 102 overnight. Uh, the day range, yeah, we we briefly we dropped down to sort of one hundred one point ninety eight. Now, mate, I have to say we're getting close to to. I said we want to see it below that psychological one hundred mark, and we're getting ever closer yeah. now. We are getting ever closer to. And the big, you know, the I, big. Go on, go on, mate. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it might come down to that hundred. What it does at the hundred is going to be a different story. Mm. You know, that's going to be a thing. I think if it breaks through hundred, that'll be it. It'll probably open up there to ninety eight. And yeah. That's and, it. and keep pushing, but we do, we do have you know we do have ECB. They are still quite hawkish on it. They are, you know, and, and looking at it on a macro perspective as well, you know, I don't think Europe are going to suffer as big of a recession as the US are going to suffer. Okay, interesting. You know, if, if a recession comes, so I think you know, Euro is probably the play to go. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people are going to start to turn to Euro. Yeah. Okay. You know, the, the only thing I would look at is you know how is the ECB going to manage that? The ECB are going to you know the the higher the Euro prints, the lower profit's going to be for you know euro stocks pretty much so it's it's going to be interesting to see how european equities translate that to the ecb and say you know well we want a bit of a weaker euro to sort of you know um prop up our, our exports mm. so it'll be interesting to see how that works out definitely you know, i mean that's maybe too much background knowledge of how would you describe too much shit as you say the market does what the market wants to do so yeah that's it that's it you know well you know as well just on that on that point, um, it, wage inflation is, has been picking up in the eurozone as well, which is obviously good for the for the ECB, good for the for the economy. Yeah. Um, so, and expecting that to remain high for for quite some time. I was I was looking at in a, a recent bulletin of theirs. So, you know, yeah, yeah I, I I agree with you. I, I've said, I, I said, um, uh, weeks ago in one of our podcasts, I titled it that Euro dollar set to fly. You know, and that was yeah. back at when we were sort of around 107, 108. Uh, no, excuse yeah. me, not 107, 108, lower. Maybe I think it was like 103 something, was it? Yeah, yeah, it might have been 103. May I yeah. lose a track? And, um, but yeah, I want to see euro pushing back towards, right now I'm just looking at my chart. I want to see it up, up at around 111 initially. I want to see how we deal with 111. Then I'll be looking at a return to 114, you know, yeah. in the coming, um, you know, if I was to put a timeline in it, maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe sort of, 
four weeks, four or five weeks, 111, maybe six weeks, um, 114, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Beginning of March, you think it could get back up there? Yeah. Yeah. And then looking at it on a weekly there, you know, that 115 is, is a really key level. You know, just looking at it on the weekly at the start of 2022, 115 was the resistance. And then you've seen resistance again in March 2020. You can really see it's a strong resistance and a bit of a support area, that 115. Yeah. So that could be, you know, potentially where it's heading. Back up to 115. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, yeah, if you just get it up on the screen. Let's get it up. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Yes. Uh, yeah, if we look, let me just pull it up on a monthly here. So yeah, look, we've already taken out, uh, this was quite decent monthly resistance around sort of 107, 108 um, for yeah. me, because uh, it's former support there. And when we were pushed above that. So yeah, like if you look, just the next major monthly areas up here, sort of 111. Yeah. And then, yeah, it would be a quite, a, you know, quite a quick run in towards, yeah, what maybe 114, 115, as yeah. you say, yeah, up there. Definitely. Especially if the Fed are going to stop, you know, there's talk of the Fed now stopping their rate hikes after March. Yeah. You know, so they're pricing in 25 basis points for February, 25 for March, and then after that stopping. So if the Fed are stopping and the ECB are still hiking, you know, that does leave Euro with quite a lot of upside potential, as well as, if, you know, if Eurozone is going to perform slightly better than, you know, the US, we already seen this morning that, you know, the UK GDP had risen, you know, had risen. Yeah. And that was expected to come in negative 0.2, you know, came in at positive 0.1. If ECB or Euro area is going to be the same, something similar, and it sort of throws the recession off the side better than the, the states can do, you know, that's going to drive a lot of money into European, you know, risk assets. You're going to see the end of Euro fly up as well, seeing, you know, the ECB hiking. You sort of nearly got a double whammy there. While it mightn't be right. good economically for the Eurozone, it's going to be good definitely for the Euro in terms of the currency. It's quite interesting and, you know, to see, you know, historically, we've just known, obviously, we, 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 during the Draghi era, even e ECB's yeah. Triche, you know, these guys uh, have just notoriously been, you know, dovish, you know, been a, a, as dovish as possible. And and now, yeah. obviously, Lagarde's coming. Obviously, we've got a new area of, of markets, but look at, you know, they're they're aggressive now. Um, this is the, a complete yeah. shift in what the ECB are known for. And um, so, you know, Euro, as you say, is going to probably take that in its stride. Mate, I, I was really close. Look, I, I was literally one pip away from being taken out here in this trade. Yes. That was on Fridays. <laughs> it, um, there was a bit of volatility on that, on the, on the NFP day. And it almost took me out. And and then look at yeah. that. Look at that upside. Bam. <laughs> you know. That's how many how many times have you closed that out when it's one pip away? You've closed it out out of your ego because you don't want to be stopped out. You'd rather close it out and then it goes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was I've quite, seen that too many times. Yeah, it's quite fortunate there. But the members, the, the members have had some good. I pushed out, we've had some good trade alerts going out to the groups, uh, to the members this, yeah. this week. So I'm sure those guys are happy. Yeah. Um, one thing as well. So I, I posted, obviously, I'm sure you would have you would have seen in terms of in the Asian markets, but I posted something like early in the week, just about Tokyo CPI, you know, inflation, yeah. Japan, signs of the, the inflationary levels picking up. So obviously they suffered with years of deflation. And, you know, with this pickup in um, inflation level, uh, inflationary levels now, Bank of Japan, yeah. their last decision, slightly, ever so slightly adjusted their policy, 
right? Yeah. From this aggressive dovish stance um, with yeah. the yield curve control. And now there's talk that in Japanese media, there, uh, there's new talk that they're uh, going to be looking at that again. So yeah, um, I think you know, it's as soon as next week or something. Yeah. Now look at yen. Look at yeah. those moves in yen. Yeah, because you can see that, you know, in bond prices, especially in the, you know, yield curve on the Japanese yen, they are pushing the upper boundaries there. You know, so bonds are pushing the upper boundaries on that, which means, you know, pretty much you know, Bank of Japan really are going to probably have to look at taking that yield con control curve away and, mm. you know, potentially just letting markets really free run. That's I it. Mean, you've, still got, you've still got negative, you know, real real wages coming into Japan. You know, they're, they're starting to decrease again. So Oh, are they? Wages? Yeah, apparently. That's I wonder how that works. How that works, like negative wages. Pretty much inflation growing quicker than, yeah, than wage growth. Yeah, that's it. You know, out there. So it's, it's something that, you know, they're going to have to look for. As you said, Bank of Japan have always been so dovish, you know. Yeah. The thing so. is, yeah, it's just j j the Japanese. We we spoke about this like months ago in like our early podcast. And I just said how I read something that the Japanese, they obviously they don't like spending their money and yeah. they wait. They're just waiting for these housing cycles, you know, these market yeah. cycles until you know, a fall uh, occurs, uh, you know, so they're sitting on their money for this housing correction to happen in in, yeah. in a decade's time. And then they'll spend their money and buy a house and shit. Like, it's so yes. odd. But yeah, it's, 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 it, it, is. it is crazy. I'm not, I will say full disclosure, I'm not 100% sure how the Japanese society works and in terms yeah. of that sort of, you know, side that obviously us in the Western world are completely different. A lot of people here like to take credit out and invest. Definitely. Whereas, I think from what I can say, Japan prefer cash. Yeah, I think it's something definitely to, for us to look into just out of, you know, educating ourselves on that front, because how on earth is the Japanese economy still running as it is? I don't know, you know, given yeah. those years of deflation. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. And like, what are, but I still think Tokyo is an expensive city, isn't it? Um, I, yeah. I don't know. Am I, am I right? I, th I think so. I think it's quite expensive. It's an expensive you know, I, city. I don't, I don't think it's like London, Toronto type of, you mm. know, expensive. But I think it is still like city city price expensive. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Japan. That's somewhere in Asia I haven't been. I'd like to go. Have you ever been to Japan? Never. I would love to go. I really would. Yeah. I hear that. I think they've opened up now. COVID restrictions are pretty much eased out there. So yeah, it wouldn't be bad. It's it's one of those places though that I don't know. Could you go? Could you really go there for a week? Is it somewhere you could spend a weekend? You know. Yeah. And, and if not, why would you fly to the other side of the world for three nights, four nights? True. And there's, and there's nowhere really to stop off. On the yeah. way, Japan's kind of you know you have to be going to the Maldives or you know Singapore yeah, or somewhere like that. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's not like Thailand where we've got obviously all you know unlimited choice in terms of the islands and the cities and stuff. It's quite different, isn't it? In terms yeah. of that side of Asia. Yeah, yeah. And when you're on your way to Thailand, you usually stop off somewhere. You might stop off in Japan or you might stop yeah. off in Singapore, Dubai, you know wherever. Yeah, exactly. So, so mate, really let's. Yeah. Yes. So let's um let's talk about stocks a little bit um for now. Obviously we've had, you know, we've had a bit of upside um for the indices. Uh, I mean, it's not on the scale of the weakness that we're seeing in the dollar that we're seeing the upside in stocks. It's not on that sort yeah. of scale. And so what's your what's your take at the moment on indices? I I, I still I wouldn't say I'm completely burst still, but I don't want to say I'm bullish. Okay. You know, I think I'm sort of remaining market neutral. I do think there's a slight bit of downside left. Inequities, and I think a lot of that's probably going to come out. You know what comes out of earnings later on today. Yeah. You know we obviously have financials reporting. So with JP Morgan, Citibank, Bank of America, uh, Bank of New York, they're all reporting today. Oh, okay. Delta Airlines as yeah. well. In there. 
whenever we see them reporting, maybe we can then get a grasp and see, well, you know, what way earnings are going to report. If earnings are now starting to surprise to the upside, mm. we then might see the S&P break through that 4,000 level and, and break even potentially through that 4,100. Yeah. If earnings come in probably weaker, I think we could see a move back down to 3,800 on the S&P and potentially even move back down to that 3,600. Oh, yeah. I think that 3,600 level is is the base. I think. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. Looks like Price it, came back down there, I would probably be looking to, you know, let, let's just create a scenario that you were looking to invest 10 grand into the S&P. I would probably be looking to invest 50 to 75% of my money mm-hmm. into the S&P if it came back down there. And, okay. then see if the, and then see if the rest of it and hope that it comes back down to 3,400, 3,200. Yeah, got you. Yeah. I think, um, sort of yeah. Back I don't think it'll get that low. I, I think this year in 2023, it's going to be a bit of a range trading year. I think it's going to trade between 3,600 and 4,200. And I know that's quite a big level, but mm. I, I don't see a breakout either side of that. Yeah. Quite honest. I mean, if we do break around this sort of break above this 4.1, 4.2, then we're, um, and we hold above there, and we're going to probably push to the upside and go and, you know, start yeah. challenging all time highs. You know, it'll have, it'll break that key resistance. Because we we could see that potentially, you know, if if the dollar's having a lot of weakness, then we're going to see stronger U.S. exports, you know, and yeah. a, a lot of that then could, you know, I'm, and I'm going to say could with you know a pinch of salt could potentially lead to higher levels of inflation again, you know, so that's yeah. just something to be careful of of that second wave coming in. That's if, a good point. That's a good. If inflation point. comes back down to four percent, let's say inflation's back down to four percent, three and a half percent. And next thing it starts ticking back up to four and 4.2, mm-hmm. you know, what are the Fed going to do? The Fed maybe going to throw another 25 hike in there and then mm. markets might take it great. So that's why I think S&P is going to be capped at about 4,200 and I don't think it'll move much lower than 3,600. Yeah. You know, okay. given the current macro climate, I think that's, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. You know, mate. But definitely not as short as always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's changed his tune. Yeah. yeah no, so well. I had a few short, I had a few short positions on equities and, um, some of them are quite far out of the money now, so they were over fifty percent of a loss. So I closed them out, and then the two short uh, puts that I'm running with them, I'm going to leave them on the expiry. Okay. And well, pretty much until they're about ninety percent in profit, and then that'll just cover the cost of the loss I took. So I'm going to get out of them for about break even, and that's nice. that shows shows my sort of view at the minute on them. Yeah, got you, mate. So, Fine. All right, yeah. let's let's um, I'm going to pull up. Let's have a look the calendar next week. Looks like we've got an interesting. I'm up gold here. <laughs> What's that, mate? I hope you're not pulling up gold. <laughs> Why? Why did you say that? I, I think I said something like there was more chance of a nuclear war than, than gold hit 1900 or something like that. Oh, mate, I'm going to have to pull it up now because, I, well, I hit targets <laughs> on gold actually as well. Now, let's let's have a look. <laughs> you're yeah. funny, man. You're a sicko. I, 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 did, <laughs> I, I did, did say, you... though, if, if we broke above that 1825 and stayed above it, we'd right. probably potentially see it up the 1900. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I've, yeah, we hit both targets in, in, on this as well. Um, yeah. yeah, mate. Well, this is it. Uh, um, <clears throat> we've gone clear. We've gone clear gold now, and and well, we'll we'll keep an eye on this sort of nineteen fifteen area where we're at now. There's there's just a bit of a supply yeah. region here uh, for me, which which I've got marked up. So, but mate, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this ha- this has room to continue to push to the upside, especially now yeah. with you know the FOMC taking their foot off the gas. Uh, potentially a little bit you know gold doesn't like a, obviously an aggressive central bank um and obviously with a weaker dollar i think yeah this is this has got room to continue to push yeah. to the upside we might be due a little okay. bit of correction soon but i, I still yeah. see this pushing north mate you know 1950 we still do have we still do have china who are you know banned four times the amount yeah. of gold than they used to so we 
we still are seeing that. So until they start cutting that down, then maybe maybe that would be where the downside of the move starts to come in. Yeah, that's a good point. China yeah. are really buying up gold right now. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point. I forgot to mention actually. So, I think, um, I think the, the thing I don't like about gold, and you know, I explained it in the app, and I'll explain it once again here, is that if you go back to 2011, yeah, and you bought gold at 1900, mm. you're sitting flat at the minute. You know, you're you're sitting in the market there for 12 years, and you're flat. Mm. You know, price pretty much has just moved sideways. Yes, fair enough. There was an opportunity to buy there at 1100, but mm-hmm. if you bought, you know, mid 2011, you're sitting flat. Adjusted for inflation, you're sitting down mm. maybe 30. percent Yeah. You know, I think that's one reason why I don't like gold and it's something I always have against it. <laughs> oh, fair enough, mate. But good trading opportunities in it, you know. Definitely, just, definitely, 100%. You know, that's for All right. sure. All right, mate, let's let's take a look at the calendar uh, for next week. Uh, Chinese GDP, definitely going to be one to watch. Everyone's talking about China right now and all the news wires um, to see, you know, uh, well, markets are clinging on to optimism with a rebound with the Chinese economy. So every yeah. single... GDP and key de- uh, figure like this is going to be watched. So this will set. This will definitely set, help set in a tone with, with risk appetite or risk off trading. So we'll mm-hmm. keep a, keep an eye on that. UK just, Clay- just while we're out there on the east, I think something I might start to incorporate is a bit of uh, Indian markets. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, we know how quick the market. You know, the growth out there. And the experience in the minute is exponential. True. Well, yeah, but they're it- growing. They're growing at a faster rate than. Um, than China and yeah. even some some Western countries as well. I, I need to look yeah. into it. You, you've got a good point there. Definitely worth. Yeah. And the, the plan to have, I think there's something about the plan to have a bigger population than China as well. You know, population there's still booming. So oh well, what are they doing? They sending out uh, uh, government notices for people to to breed more. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. There must you be must sperm have or something minimum of five children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe there's incentives or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there might you be. Know. Well, if they try to increase the population, maybe. <laughs> Have one child, get the other for free. You know, we pay for it. We, we school it. So, Brilliant. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, good. that's a good point, mate. Definitely. Definitely yeah. worth looking into India, educating ourselves a little bit further on that front. Yeah. It's just um, data from India is not reliable as Western world yet. So Yeah. Yeah, that's you know. true. That's true. Uh, Canadians. Access to it. Yeah. Canadian CPI data. Uh, BOJ, obviously, as we, we we just discussed today, so that's going to be a, a big one to watch. UK yeah. CPI, this mother beat better start coming down. <laughs> yeah, it would need to start coming down. Yeah, hopefully. Still um, in double digits, so probably need to see that dropping back down to single digits again before yeah. and you know, I, we can say anything. For me, I think if this starts dropping down, it's not going to be a case of pound weakness. For me, it's going to be a case of pound strength, just as like a relief thing, just like, yes, you know, inflation's, um, you know, cooling. This is better for the economy um, and, and supporting the pound, you know, in my view. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. Uh, core core PPIs from the yep. US and retail sales, they're going to be hawked, definitely. Yeah. Those figures. So, so we'll keep an eye on those. And, and, and that's more or less it in terms of sort of major data points. Yeah. yeah I man. think the week after, I think it's a major week again. Okay. So it is. Nice, nice. So, well, we, we, this year's definitely kicked off with a bang. That's for sure. You know, and we're only, you know, two weeks into the 2023 and we've seen some decent moves. Definitely. Um, and I think, yeah, that's just going to continue. So, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good year for trading. I think patience is really going to pay off for a lot of people. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of range trading in terms of equities. And I think some FX pairs, I think there's going to be a few breakouts. Yeah, so, man. Nice. That's pretty much how I'd round it up. Awesome. Well, that was a good week, Rory. Um, yeah. And mate, I'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, nice one. Catch you in the next one. Cheers. All the best, buddy. Thanks.